When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. I'm Franny Benali. This is Klaus Lundekwam. I'm Matt Letizia. Dean Hammond's here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush, and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, in that Number Podcasts on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to inthatnumberpodcasts at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Welcome to In That Number. I'm Ray. He's Kevin. Say hello, Kevin. Hello, Kevin, as usual. Uh, this is episode 137, I think. Title, Mush? Chase Anatomy. Chase Anatomy. Great stuff. Uh, support for In That Number is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped have launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. For all our listeners, we have a special exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping using the promo code ITN20 at manscaped.com. This week, we will be discussing both games from the week. Chelsea away in the Cup and Watford away from Saturday. 
Uh, we bring in Tim later to discuss next week's game against Aston Villa. And we have the homecoming of Danny Ings and you. Yes, you, Kevin. How are you? Is everything good this week? Yeah, more or less. Happy Halloween, by the way. Did we say that? Happy Halloween? Is it supposed to be a happy thing? I don't know. Um, well, what can you say then? Have a mm. shit Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a traditional uh, Irish holiday, isn't it? Um, mm. Irish, Irish New Year, basically. So, um, yeah, have a bit of fun with it if you do. If you don't care, fine. Well, I don't care, but I, I will be having a little bit of fun with the children anyway. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm a bit worse for wear today because I was having a bit of fun last night for no real reason at all. Um, Celebrating Saints' first away win of the season, I hope. That is a very good reason. Yeah, I went to, um, had some stuff to do with um, the flat and uh, the in-laws doing some work on their flat. So um, I I managed to watch the the match at my brother-in-law's and we got in 10 litres of beer. Ouch. (laughs) <laughs> God, I didn't expect us to get all the way through it, but we did. Yeah. Nice. That's an um, achievement in itself, Kev. Yes. I'm feeling a little bit worse for wear this morning. It wouldn't, be a, it wouldn't be a podcast without you feeling worse for wear now, would it? I don't know. I was relatively sober last time, wasn't I? Guaranteeing um, you won't be next week either. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably still be feeling under the weather. Um, yeah, speaking of the weather, how's it with you? Oh, it's been awful here this morning. It's um, oh, as you know, the the Forley power station was um demolished this morning around six yes. o'clock. I think it was six o'clock. But um, yeah, it was a a big a big noise, a big bang going off. And um, but the weather has been absolutely awful. It's like yeah, it's just been bucketing down the winds. It's like someone's thrown a bucket of water out of the window. You know, it's just been horrendous. It's 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 brightened up a bit now. I say bright and it's still cloudy, but it's 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 not wet. So you thought it was just a thunderclap? I thought that. it was just thunder, yeah. I just because because the weather was so bad, you see. I just thought, yeah, and I completely forgot about Foley, you know, the cigarette going down. But yeah, that's another landmark gone. Vosper's gone now. Foley. Yeah. It's a different different skyscraper. Hopefully, it'll be Fratton Park next week. Yes. <laughs> anyway, before we get into the news, a quick reminder: buy me a coffee. If you appreciate what we do and you feel you'd like to buy us a pint, then please head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. Or if you want to buy us a pint in person, um, drop us a line because we'll probably be able to meet up for a pint or two before the match. Oh, definitely. We'll be doing a a crawl around the town. Um, although Kev, I think you've had enough for now, but no, (laughs) I think, um, yeah, come Friday, I'll definitely need a drink. By Kevawater.com. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, buy, buy me an um, early morning pick-me-up. <laughs> right, should we get into the ITN news? Go on then. This is ITN in that number news. ITN news, then. Not a lot of news going around at the moment, uh, but, I mean, I do want to bring up with you, Kev, we've heard some rumours of James Ward-Prowse uh, being on the move again. Uh, this time to, uh, can you guess? Um, Shariah FC. Yeah, Newcastle United. Yes. But, I mean, I, I think everyone's going to be linked with them over the next few windows, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, Salisa. I don't mind. Salisa, Brian, everyone. Yeah, but he's, um, he's signed the new contract recently, hasn't he? So it's going to cost them a, a lot of money. 50 million plus, I reckon. 
Uh, yeah, and um, he hasn't really been advertising himself um, particularly well this season. No, but he's back now. Um, had a good game, I thought. I thought he was good. He was fine. Yeah. Um, Elinusi, Kev, he skipped the Chelsea tie because he had, well, he needed minor surgery on a hand injury that he sustained uh, with international duty for Norway. Uh, but, it, you know, it, it's not a problem at all because he was in the starting 11 at Watford. So heavily, yeah. heavily bandaged. But, yeah, he was there. I think he was there. Anyway, I didn't I hardly saw him in the first half. He definitely picked up. I know it wasn't just a, a wanking accident. Or <laughs> hey, I don't know. This is what the, this is what the press is saying. <laughs> yeah, I think they're just covering the move. <laughs> um, another injury, uh, Armando Broya, ankle injury. But I, I was told, personally, I was told, yeah, nothing serious uh, and nothing to worry about. Personally, by Armando himself. Yeah. Yeah. No, obviously not. I, I just, <laughs> I just bumped into him before the match. Yeah, just is it Broya or Broja? Because everyone keeps on calling you Broja. Yeah, no, it's definitely Broya. Yeah, no one's calling in that. No one still. But anyway, uh, ankle injury. Albanians are. Yeah, well that's good. That's good enough for me. I've heard some of the commentators pronounce it. I've not heard anybody, and I'm starting to I'm starting to question you if I'm honest, Kev. Nah, never in doubt. Never in doubt. Okay, but yeah, ankle injury. Nothing, nothing to worry about. Nothing too serious. Which is is good news. Um, obviously he missed the game against Chelsea because he wasn't allowed to play. Uh, October, Kev, has, has come to an end, but uh, we enter November, which means we should take a look at the month ahead of us. No more cup games until January now, so we can have 100% focus on moving up that Premier League table, which started yesterday. Uh, only three games, however, as we approach the final international break of 2021. England are ending their World Cup qualifying campaign against Albania on the 12th of November, uh, and certain victory against San Marino on the 15th. Um, but Saints then, Kev, we have Villa, Norwich and Liverpool for November. Those dates for you. So Friday the 5th of November is Aston Villa at home and that's an 8pm kickoff. Then we have that international break and we don't play again until Saturday the 20th of November. And that is Norwich away, a 3pm kickoff. And then the following Saturday, Saturday the 27th, Liverpool away. And that's also a 3 p.m. kickoff. How many points are we going to pick up here then, Mush? Because I'll ten. be... Ten. Okay. We'll find a way. Um, I'll be very disappointed with less than four because we really need points against Villa, don't we? I mean, we, could, we should probably just write off that Liverpool game. Although Brighton didn't yesterday, I suppose. Um, anything less than all three points at Norwich is a failure. So that Villa game becomes massive and that could shape the whole month, really, couldn't it? Because if you lose that game, then we almost certainly need a, need a point against Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, unless Villa can pick up a point against West Ham today, um, beating Villa would mean that we jump above them in the table. Well, we are um, above them in the table as we speak, but they've got a game in hand like West Ham. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then, well, we'd, we'd potentially even be above Leicester as well, which would be um, a very ironic twist. I want to see it happen. Mm. I'm, all, I'm all for it. But yeah, how many points then, Kev? Seriously. Four. Yeah, I'm going to say the same. I'm going to take, I'm going to take a, a draw with Villa, a win at Norwich, and a heavy defeat at Liverpool. It doesn't have to be heavy. It, it, but, it doesn't have to be heavy, but it will be, won't it? Let's face it. Yeah, but I mean, that favourable patch of fixtures right, right up to that um, Norwich game, um, I think, yeah, by the end of that, we can we can judge how well our season's been going so far, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite pleased to be honest. I was never really that worried. I wasn't 
shit in the bed like some fans were and saying that Ralph's got to go and he doesn't know what he's doing. Mm. I'm, I'm excited for each of these matches coming up, even the Liverpool match. We've beaten last season. Why can't we do it this season? Very good, Kev. I love it. Love the optimism. I wish I had the same. Uh, okay, then. Uh, loans. Kane Ramsey uh, of Crew. A uh, crew at home to MK Dons uh, on Saturday had their asses handed to them 4-1 at home. Uh, still no Ramsey involved. Uh, he's picked up a, a slight knock, so he's not included. Uh, Dan and Lundelew at Lincoln. He started and he scored his first Lincoln goal away to Wigan as they won 2-1. So congratulations, Dan and Lundelew. That's great news. Um, and then on Saturday, they... Drew 1-1 with Shrewsbury. Um, he played the whole game. Didn't score, though. Um, Will Ferry's Crawley, home to Port Vale on Saturday. They, too, got their asses handed to them. A 4-1 <laughs> loss at home. Another 4-1 <laughs> loss at home. Uh, Ferry started, but was yanked off after 78 minutes. That's a happy ending. It's always nice, isn't it? <laughs> but, yeah, congrats to Dan and Luca. Yeah. And that table for you, then. Lincoln are up to 12th, just above that other team up the road, which is, is nice, uh, a point above them. And Crewe are still rock bottom of League One. Uh, Crawley in League Two, uh, that after that heavy defeat, they are 18th in League Two. No, no promotions for them then, but hey, hopefully no relegations. Um, is there anything else from you, Mush? I just wanted to mention, did you hear the news that Jeff Settling's leaving... Um... Sky. No. Soccer, soccer Saturday. Oh, no, that's a shame. I'm gutted. So he's, he's the last one of that classic lineup, isn't he? Yeah, I'm gutted about that because he was fun. He's so good at his job. Mm. Doing it for so long as well. Decades, yeah. Mm. It's just, that's a shame. The B team then. Uh, two wins on the spin following their first win of the campaign against Wolves. They picked up their second against Reading on Monday night. Another 1-0 victory and Dom Ballard with his goal. The first goal of his career uh brilliant stuff yeah from bojack and the boys and with that with that win care they've moved off the foot of the table just one point behind reading um, and they play a difficult game at home to third placed villa on sunday the 31st uh that's 2 p.m kickoff that is a big big game now yeah. so hang on wait we can potentially smash villa twice in one week <laughs> yeah you never know you never know uh the women's then still enjoying their break, uh, but they play uh, Bridgewater United on Sunday the 31st. That's today, as we record. Um, they will also be facing local rivals Eastleigh in the in the Hampshire FA Senior Cup quarterfinal at Staplewood. That will be on Thursday the 9th of December behind closed doors, however, so you won't be able to get in for that. Um, and also FA Cup first round. They are at home to Swindon on Sunday the 14th of November at Snow Stadium. Tickets will be announced in due course. Um, and a new signing for the ladies team, Kev. Uh, yes, um, young Wales international Alice Griffiths um, signed from Bridgewater United. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, yes, our fifth new signing of the season. Yeah, this is good. She's only 20, so this is good. And uh, hopefully she can, can she play today. That'd be good. I don't, don't see why not. If she signed the papers in time, then she could play. So, yeah. Sorry, yeah, she's a defensive mid, midfielder. Dean Hammond here. Thank you for tuning in to In That Number. So then, we'll, we'll start off the, against Chelsea away at the Carabao Cup fourth round. Uh, we drew 1-1. Kai Havertz, uh, 44th minute, and then Shea Adams, 
with the equaliser just after the half. Uh, Chelsea won 4-3 on penalties, but but lots of positives to take from this brave performance against the t- you know tabletop in Chelsea. To narrowly miss out on penalties, it is hard to take for sure. But like I said, you should be proud of this performance, right? I should be. I am. <laughs> when I say, I mean, we should be proud of it. Yeah, no, definitely. I don't think um, anyone really expected us to take the game to, to Chelsea, especially with the number of changes to the lineup that both teams made. When there, I saw the team sheets and saw the, the Chelsea team that Tuchel had chosen, and it's, yeah, it's kind of scary stuff. I mean, some of their best players are out anyway, aren't they? There's no, no Lukaku, no, no Werner, no Kante. No, but like you said, wholesale changes, yeah. Nine changes for us in total. Only Salisu and, and Diallo keeping their places from that Burnley draw. But all in all, though, Mush, I think this team was, was ideal. I, I, I was happy with it. I mean, we spoke last week about how we needed to see Kyle Walker-Peters, Lianco, needed Stuart Armstrong to get some games to start. Um, and, you know, you could say the same for Forster and Teller. They need some games, don't they? Um, and, you know, that main striker duo of Armstrong and Adams, they need games. And also we, we, we see them uh, against Watford too. Um, but I don't know about you, but... There was not one person in that eleven that I wasn't pleased um, pleased to see. Uh, I was maybe a little worried about Lianco after his first outing against Sheffield United and how. Sure, I get that. Well, you, you're probably a bit nervous about him from the start, but at the same time, he needs games, doesn't he? Yeah, and I understand that, and um, I think Ralph has kind of accepted that. And towards the end of that game, where he had he was flanked either side in the in the back three. Um, he didn't look as bad when he's got cover, so that that's what he chose to do there. Really, it was kind of a, a three-four-three, either you know three or three or five at the back. Um, yeah, Valerie is a centre back, which it, again, it's mm. a little bit unorthodox. Uh, but yeah, why not? It's, it's, why not this indeed? is the time to experiment. Indeed, yeah. Uh, and incidentally, Stuart Armstrong with the armband, which which was nice to see. Uh, Kai Havertz. Gave the hosts the lead after 44 minutes, as I mentioned, from a corner. Free header. Free header. Simple, effective, 1-0 to the hosts. Yeah, again, it's a, you know, another set-piece goal that we've let in. We're not the best on corners. Actually, we're the worst in the league. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, there's not been a league game. There's no exception here. But, yeah, it's Alonso breaking forward to, and um, he beats Kyle Walker-Peters there. Um, it happened a few times really but Lianco steps in a bit of behind for that corner um, Ziyech takes it really really well and Havertz he just has to get above Lianco and Carl Peters again uh, to, to bang in a free header Fraser Forster I mean brilliant as much as he did though. Um, he could see it coming but it was just he didn't have enough time to react he did not know um, Forster made some good saves didn't he in this game you said he had a good Incredible. game he had. yeah uh, Shay Adams, Kev, the, the equaliser bundled in, I guess, just after the break. Um, <laughs> right place, right time, I guess is the only thing you can say for that. Not the best of goals, but who gives a fuck? Yeah, yeah, and it was Carl Walker-Peterson again and again. He, he does like to get forward, and sometimes when there isn't a cross or a pass on, um, he's, he's been reluctant to go for it and you know just scream, just have a crack, mate, what's the worst that could happen? And he did it here. Um and his shot it just sort of rattles between Kepa's legs. And yeah, that was poor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, to be fair, though, um, Kepa did have a decent game for Chelsea as well. I thought they were both fairly good performances from, from the keepers. 
But yeah, Chase right there to bundle in the rebound. With any part of his anatomy. Yes, yeah. Um, just not, just not his head, just not his head, please. <laughs> yes, God, we'll get to that. <laughs> Um, but you, you, as you're mentioning Forster, I, I want to bring this up because uh, Ralph is, is left with this dilemma again. It, but it's a good dilemma at the moment. It's not we're not having a conversation about, oh, he's been shit. Oh, he's also shit. It's they are both playing very well. Both keepers are in form. Ralph has made his decision and he's clearly sticking, you know, he's, he's sticking to it. This makes me laugh. And it also makes me a little bit angry because when, when Ralph changed them every other game last season, fans would complain. And mm-hmm. then he clearly makes his mind up and says, look, Maka, you're my number one. You're starting in goal for the league. And Fraser, you're going to be uh, the, the cup keeper. People complain. So what can he do? Why are people complaining when Maka's playing so well? Why is there a problem here? When they're, well, why are they making a problem out of nothing? Maka's playing well. Why would you take him out? Forster's also playing well. But what's the problem with it? They're doing their jobs. Let's leave it as it is, please, and not talk about it anymore. Yeah, I don't really... I think I've just accepted it, to be honest. So he's fucked if he does and fucked if he doesn't, isn't he? I mean, it was yeah. it was a little bit ridiculous that he'd have, you know, two games on, two games off, whatever. Um, I think towards the end of last season, he was making his mind up for this season, and he's done that. Yeah. But whatever he does, fans are going to question it. I'm not. Well, good for you, Kevin. Good for you. Um, we'll move on then, shall we? <laughs> Yeah. Kev, your boyfriend, Shane Long, he got some, some minutes off the bench. Uh, but more importantly, Will Smallbone, eight months on the sideline. Uh, did you have a small bone, by the way, for uh, Shane Long? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I mean, I know it's, 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 um, it's great to see him playing. I know the fans at the moment when he does come on, but um, I thought Shane looked good. I mean, I thought it was funny, though, that he, he came on um, within seconds, almost immediately, he's caught offside. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's our shame. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was on the bench at Watford as well, wasn't he? But uh, Will Smallbone not included in that um, in that Watford squad. That's that's weird. I mean, I, I mean, I, I get that you're you know you're bringing Smallbone back gradually because as I said, he's had eight months out. But I, I just think stick him on the bench for Watford, and if things were going well as they were, because we were in complete control, there might be a good like ten minutes to have for him at the end of the game just to get used to some. Uh, some Premier League football, but I don't know what he's been. Maybe he picked up another knock. I don't know. I wouldn't have put him on. To be to be honest, um, on Tuesday when I was watching it, I, I thought Smallbone was 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 horrific. He didn't really add much to to our game. In fact, I thought he took away a lot from our game. But looking back at the highlights, he just didn't look that bad. I mean, I remember the the, the goal that almost was that was almost made in Ireland. Um, Shane Long from just by the corner of like putting a, a beautiful cross on a plate for Smallbone, and uh, yeah, his header goes straight to Kepper. That that would have been a brilliant way to stamp your comeback, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, that's a little bit harsh on Smallbone, isn't it? I think, no, I think on, on the night yeah, it was harsh. I think I was obviously a bit, you know, um, raging at the, the chances that we missed, and he did, he did give the ball away um, cheaply a few times. And, uh, yeah, his penalty... Oh, <laughs> well, before before we get on to that, I just want to say, right, you, you when did he come on? He came on with about 10 minutes to go in that Chelsea game, right? Yeah, he was the second. Yeah, 77th no, minute. minute for Stuart Armstrong, mm-hmm. right? Um, so in those just over 10 minutes that he had, he had two shots, which was second in the team. Um, and he had one of them on target, which is what we managed in uh, at Watford yesterday in total. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Um, and he also had six crosses. And put that in comparison, Kyle Walker-Peters managed four. Musa Gineppe managed three. He managed six. 
second again with just over 10 minutes. I don't think he was that bad. But okay, no, you say he gave the ball away a lot. That, that's I think he's just going to get used to the pace. And let's not forget he was playing at Stamford Bridge here. Yeah, I think it's you know it's a baptism of fire, but um, I'm I, I just was giving myself a chance to to correct myself because um yeah. Before I watched the, the highlights back, I, th- I thought that the small bone was poor, but yeah, I was obviously um, paying too much attention to his mistakes and not enough to the contributions he made. That, that's not a bad thing, though, is I mean, you, you do that. If you, you only notice the, th- the bad things that he does, you're not going to obviously notice every single cross that he puts in. It's fine. Yeah, probably say the same about Walcott as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely with Walcott, yeah. But uh, yeah, Kev, as you said, ultimately we, we were to be eliminated on penalties. Uh, and you brought it, brought this up. Walcott and Smallbone both missing theirs. Um, they've apologised to the fans. But to be honest, Kev, when I look back at this game, I won't even think about the penalty misses. I'm just going to take pride in the fact that, you know, we took a top, top team uh, to penalties. And every report that you read on the game, I mean, I've looked at, at Chelsea reports for this as well. It leads with that headline, you know, Chelsea need penalties to advance. That is what their angle is, and I think we have to take some um, some pride in that, and I think it was a great performance, and we never expected to win, did we? I mean, looking at our predictions, <laughs> although yeah, your prediction was absolutely spot on, but yeah. Yes. Um, and I just think I'm happy with this cup run. It's kind of like what we wanted, an 8-0 win over Newport. We had a penalty victory over Sheffield United, which got a stubborn Sheffield United side. Um, and now we can concentrate on the, on the league. <laughs> I know that's that's what everyone says when they get knocked out of the cup, but we, it's it's true. We can concentrate on moving up that table. Yeah, I mean there is um, an FA Cup that's going to be coming around quite soon. But yeah, the league cup's kind of done its job. We've um, got some game time for some of the players that otherwise wouldn't have had any, and um, yeah, we've got players scoring goals. And you know, only Lucy's one in place back in the first team of the. Back of some cup before, good cup performances. Sure, yeah. Good point. Um, yeah, Forster um, wouldn't have seen any game time at all if it wasn't for the cup. So, yeah, it's been, it's been good. It's just a little bit disappointing that we took him so close. And, yeah, you know, um, it was just one bad penalty away. I mean, even Fraser Forster with probably the best save of the game. And uh, that's a difficult one to choose. Um he saved the penalty of that skate cunt, although he did seem almost as impressed as uh, as I was <laughs> by the save. Yeah, it's hard to take when you lose on penalties, isn't it? I mean, we're still reeling from the um, Italy game. <clears throat> um, yeah, it kind of throws for throws of that, to be honest. I mean, I don't quite understand why Ralph picked Smallbone East. I just got back into the team and put true. him under the, that pressure to take a penalty. I, I probably wouldn't have gone for him. We mentioned Lianco at the start. I, I want to highlight him a little bit because he came into the second game under that pressure, had that very difficult debut against Sheffield United. Uh, to come in again and not having been close to the side since, um, apart from, you know, on the bench, at Stamford Bridge as well. Uh, and he was great. You know, he had, he had one shot, 64% pass accuracy, seven aerial duels won, two tackles, 10 clearances, one shot block, one successful dribble. 25 passes, five long balls completed, very solid at the back, a t- complete turnaround from that Sheffield United debut. He, he was absolutely outstanding, um, just the kind of brute that we expected. Yeah. And he was he was commanding the line um, as well. But yeah, it's just one moment in the match that um, 
really caught my eye. And um, I think that Dan Fox, who listens to the show, he he tweeted it. I thought, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't the only person who saw that. Fox towards the end of the match, <clears throat> he um, manages to, to win the ball from the halfway line and um, muscles it out into space just behind the Chelsea back line. And um, just... The, the, just his body language as he, as he passes it out calmly to Walker Peters at the right wing and he just gestures with his arm it's like yeah deal with that son <laughs> <laughs> just yeah wow it's, it's incredible you wouldn't think that, it, that was his um, uh, first start against the Premier League team <laughs> I think he's I think if he gets those performances up and starts playing more regularly he's, bec- he's going to become a fan favourite isn't he I mean, he already is. I mean, I just, I mean, yes, he, he does love all this social media. Hype. He's a ca- he's a character. He's definitely a character, but I do genuinely believe that he's excited to be here and he's enjoying himself. Good, good. And him. yeah, if, he, if we can get a good defender out of him, um, yeah, I think we we could have ourselves uh, at least someone to co- command the back line. Some great content as well, Ken. <laughs> Something great to talk about. Um, but okay. 37% possession, seven shots on target out of 15. That's an improvement. We struck in 23 crosses. And I said eight of those were from Stuart Armstrong. Will Smallbone had six of them. Um, considering, yeah, as we said, he come off the bench in the 77th minute. I think that's, that's pretty decent. Um, man of the match for you, Kevin? Is this an easy one? Oh, it's really not. And that's why I'd like you to start. Oh, I'm going to go with Lianco just because of all the things that I've said before. You know, he, he, all the stats. Proved to me that he, you know, he's right up there. And from coming off the back of that Sheffield United game, it was going to be tough. And you mentioned it when we did the, the lineup. I was happy to see him because I wanted to see what more he had to offer. You mentioned that it was a question mark. The only one that you were like, oh, shit, this is going to be like 6-7-0 here. Because, you know, him at the back against the top scoring, free scoring, top of the league Chelsea side, it's going to be difficult. But I thought he held his own very well. As I say, we took him to penalties just such a turnaround and we know what we've got with him a little bit more now yeah I mean you almost scored right to death didn't and you? that yeah <laughs> yeah he was absolutely outstanding uh, and I normally say that um, yeah I give the man of match the, uh, the player that got me out of my seat the most and and it was the anchor but I just feel so sorry that I have to overlook Forster yet again in what was an incredible performance on saving a penalty he had uh, 13 saves in that match, 13. Um, and yeah, even though Kepa had a, a, a decent match, he, he only had uh, six shots that he saved. So yeah, I'm going to, just for fairness sake, I'm going to give it to Big Fraser. Good for you, Kev. I like it. Yeah, let's, let's, not, let's not forget about Fraser. Now, if you just said four star, I would have gone with the Yanko. Well, that's good. That's good. Let's balance that out a little bit and get some more votes for the yeah, of the month for October. Can I say, uh, before we finish talking about this match, just how incredible the away support was. It was oh, just immense. Yeah. I mean, you could only really hear the Saints crowd, uh, the Saints fans um, in, in the crowd. And, and as you yeah. did yesterday as well. Yeah, and they were singing your support's fucking shit, and it, and it was. But um, I think the Chelsea support, um, the only one time you could hear them, they were shouting at Walcott that he was an Arsenal reject, and that, those sort of mind games to have worked on him. That support carried uh, away to Watford, Vicarage Road. It was, it was brilliant there as well. Um, massive, massive victory on the road. 
I was really nervous about this one because, you know, I, I was glad that we got it out of the way. It was one of those ones that I was really concerned with. You know, because they, they conceded five and then they scored five, I did wonder what they were going to do in this one. And I was speaking to a few few people that, you know, that, that, that cover Watford and that they were the same as me and not, not really sure what sort of Watford side we're going to get. But really, Kevin, they caused us no problems, did they? I mean, apart from that SAR chance. Um, and, and three points on the road... But, you know, it was a lot harder than it needed to be. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's a, it's a big, big result, isn't it? I mean, this, this had, it could, this could have been easily been an upset, I think. Um, I think it was. <laughs> we were either a good save by Maka short of, of uh, con- conceding uh, the goal. Yeah, we, we, had, we had so many, so many chances. But yeah, 1-0 is, I think it's a disappointing scoreline, to be honest. Yeah, this, yes. of course it is. Disappointing scoreline I mean, without the shots on target, but you know, three points away from home, first away win. You're yeah, not, no, you're not disappointed with that. No, it's, a, it's a three points that we definitely sorely needed, and um, yeah, if we hadn't, if we'd even just got a draw, um, yeah, I think that that wouldn't have been enough at all. And uh, yeah, the fans at the Unrails back again. Yeah, true tests are going to come later on. Of course, yeah. Uh, Che Adams with the goal after after 20 minutes, uh, 1-0, as you said. Four changes from the Burnley win then. The Burnley, sorry, the Burnley draw. Burnley win, wow. See, it, sh- it should have been a win. It should have been a win. Um, <laughs> D- Diallo, Walcott, Perro on the bench. That's kind of harsh on Diallo, but I guess, you know, he needs, well, he needed to, didn't he, really? Bro, you misses out because of that ankle injury. Um, and a chance again for Adam Armstrong and, and Che Adams up top. And, of course, Captain James Ward-Prowse was back after his three-game suspension from the, from the Chelsea League game. I don't know about you, Mush, but I thought with, with Elianusi's hand injury, he would be left out entirely, and I expected Stu to start. But no, you know, he was on the bench. And that was my only gripe with the lineup, really. Yeah, but, you know, again, Ralph's got his reasons maybe it just doesn't feel that he's quite up to match fitness yet. You mentioned that you were disappointed with the with the result. Well, the, the scoreline, I would say. Uh, but yeah. pleased with the performance? Yeah, definitely pleased with the performance. We were getting chances off left, right and centre. Um, I mean, most of which were <laughs> at Armstrong. Um, mm. I was... I had um, the uh, Saints Live text feed um, on at the same time as the match, just popping up. And they might as well change his name to Armstrong Goes Close because <laughs> every five minutes it's like Armstrong sticks another one over. Armstrong puts another one wide. Yeah. Armstrong misses a sit. Yeah. Uh, would you prefer that though? Or like the, the you know, the, the games that we've seen previous where they, we just weren't doing anything. The chances I mean, were not coming. The chances were coming here. Is it better to have, you know, 10 shots off target? None at all. Yeah. Um, doesn't really matter, does it? I mean, I think yeah. If you keep if you keep getting the shots off, then you're eventually going to score. But uh, <laughs> it's difficult to say that about Adam Armstrong, isn't it? <laughs> you get the feeling yeah. that he's going to score eventually, but yeah, will he? Well, again, yeah. We we started better again. We seem to be doing that a lot, um, taking the game to them, using the whip well. Um, so we had Kyle Walker-Peters playing at left back and, and Livermento at, at right. Um, and they looked to get forward every opportunity. And the Watford fullbacks of Jeremy and, and Gakia and Adam Messina, they, they were in all sorts of trouble. Couldn't sort it out. Um, it almost paid dividends when Armstrong headed over the bar. That was a good chance. 
That was a bad, bad header too. Uh, you're, you're, yeah. you're, no, no, I know how your brain's working, Kev, because you're thinking about how many chances, which one was... Uh, which one were you talking there? about? Yeah. yeah, exactly, the header, <laughs> uh, the earliest from the cross from um, from Kyle Walker-Peters, and, and you know, he, he, uh. he should have headed it down or across goal. I mean, we saw what happens when, when Livramento headed it down last week. <laughs> Do the same thing, Armstrong, just head it down. <laughs> uh, straight into the ground. Yeah. But, Although, um, it didn't work out for Shay later on, did it? <laughs> <laughs> no, he should have put his laces through that. But yeah, uh, goal, the goal, Kevin, 20 minutes, not quite 7.69 seconds, but we'll take it. Very, very good goal. No, no backlift. It was kind of underneath his feet, wasn't it? And it was just a, a top quality strike, top corner, top bins. Um, beautiful and a great contender for goal of the month for October. And I liked yeah. what they said on, on Match of the Day, saying Adam's making the hard look easy and the easy look hard. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, wow, it was kind of Letizia-esque, really, wasn't it? Um, the way yes, just, yeah, um, yeah, underneath his feet, yeah. Controls the ball and just, just stops it and then aim, aims for the top corner. Uh, yeah, that's, that's one for Ben Foster's TikTok fans, isn't it? <laughs> uh, the one moment that caused us the most concern was Ishmael Assar. Um, because Ben Foster, brilliant, by the way, sends a delightful through ball from, you know, a, qu- a quick goalkeeping distribution straight out to Josh King. He's on his way and plays a pinpoint cross, which is also excellent, to the feet of Saar. He shoots through Maka, who should have done a lot better with that, by the way. But uh, Kyle Walker-Peters on the line. Fantastic defending. Yeah, it was it was a quick thing on the counter-attack. And King, King definitely is dangerous, and he's got acres of space. Um and yeah, Sarge shot at, at, at Maka gets, I don't understand quite how it gets beyond Maka um, uh, between him and the post. But Carmel Capitas, he's getting back to the line to clear it off, but he's just sort of setting himself up and it comes like off of his arse or something. He's become a human draft excluder. Um, and it takes <laughs> Romeo to eventually clear it. But yeah, goodness. Watford fans, they were already celebrating behind the goal there. They, they thought it was in. Of course they did, but um, yeah, it was a, it was a close shave. Speaking of close shaves, support for in that number is brought to you by Manscaped. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed, and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. I'm one of the first people to try out this new 4.0, and yeah, I'm blown away with the performance, the the craftsmanship, the details on the 4.0. They are next level, Kevin. How about you? This is definitely one thing that every man needs. Quality of this product is amazing. And I, I mean, I, as I say, I, I've been sent the 4.0 lawnmower, um, which also comes with the, the, the reviver, the deodorant, the ball deodorant, which, by the way, oh, my goodness. I mean, I, I tried it out first day I got it. Incredible. Uh, long lasting. Smells amazing. Uh, also, the boxer shorts. I tried the boxer shorts, the anti-shaping boxer shorts from Manscaped. Genuinely, the most comfortable pair of boxers I've ever worn. Fantastic. The fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ITN20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. But yeah, uh, back to the game. We kept carving out the chances too didn't we um the the one that baffles me is that shay adams header uh from the arm yes. cross i still don't know how he's missed that it wasn't you have the header yeah that's just it i mean it wasn't quite as bad as redmond's last week but still yeah but should he be heading at that height i don't know any other part of the anatomy and that's on target well i mean i think it's the the it's great ball in from armstrong and you know you have to 
judge how low it's going to come at the time that he's delivering it. So maybe he just thought that it was going to land a little bit higher than it did. I see that. But these are the times, Kevin, that you missed Danny Ings. I think I mentioned it on our Discord that, you know, had he been still playing for us, I think he would have taken all the chances, I'm sure, because, I mean, you, you need prolific strikers in this league, and, and that, that's the difference, I think. If you have that prolific goal scorer, then, yeah, all those chances could have been taken. And I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm sure Ings would have taken them. Oh, definitely. I mean, I like Adam Armstrong. I think I said um, during the match that we've replaced Danny Ings with a striker who does everything that Danny Ings did except score goals. That's exactly what I what I reckon. Yeah. He's got he's got to start scoring again soon because I, I I don't know if he's if he's a player that, that thrives on confidence, but I don't know. I know he's got one in his first game, but he, he, yeah, just lots of chances, and we just weren't testing Foster. But uh, you know, had had more chances in the second half still um again didn't test foster foster uh watford though they started to get i don't know they got more of the ball i would say that could kuchka kuchka uh tried out yeah thank you tried out maca on a, on a slippy surface didn't he and then you know the ashley fletcher wow that that could have leveled it had it not been for maca that was a match saving save wasn't it yes and yeah that would have been the equalizer yeah sure uh, and then Just I don't a think blank range that. as well. Yeah, nice little swivel turn shot, great save. But people will still debate why why Forster isn't starting. But uh, like I've said before, Mac is having a good season, um, and he ca- he can't be perfect all the time. I get that, uh, but he saved us at points, and he did there again. Uh, and, and if you can't hit enough of your shots on target, and your keeper isn't performing, then you drop points. I mean, just luckily that Mac is performing. Um, but on another day, you know, we could have had three or four. That's just the way it is. But like, like we said, it's, it's it's a big, big, big away win, and that's undefeated in the league now, Kevin. Three, um, but one shot on target that has to improve. Well, how many shots would you say that we got? Uh, I'm going to say 15, 16 shots. No, we got 12. 12. Okay, but yeah, one one on target. One on target. Yeah. I mean, I thought we'd have a lot more. Um... A lot of shots in that, but um, yeah, just one shot on target is disappointing. And and, and Adam Armstrong, as we as we mentioned, he, he he can score goals. We bought him in to score goals. Twenty nine goals in all competitions last season. I know it's the championship, but still, that is a lot of goals at that level. Mm. Um, and yeah, we just need him to to, to find the net soon. But um, one goal this season, that is not many goals at all. Not at all. Uh, and uh, well, Broyer's Broyer's got four in all competitions, so hopefully he'll be back. But yeah, um, Kev, I want to I want to ask you about James Ward Prowse's return and what did you make of it? I mean, he was okay. he was there. He yeah, was there. there. Yeah. Put, think... Putting the most crosses again, but then you know he's back on set pieces, of course. Yeah, I mean, I think you know when you don't notice him that much, um, Prowse is generally having a relatively good game. Um, but yeah, I thought it was it's a bit harsh on Diallo to, to leave him out, but you know you've got you've got to. Uh, if Prousey's coming in, something's got to give. And um, yeah, Prousey and Romeo can hold the ball up well. And I don't know, I thought it was a little bit telling that he got taken off. Um, is that just for fitness, do you think? You think so, yeah. I mean, because I mean, there's something kind of psychological when he was on that long streak of playing every minute of every game. And now that he's been suspended, it doesn't really matter. If you think that it's worth taking him off, you can do that now. Sure. Yeah, maybe. You may Just be rest right. Rest him, there. you know. Yeah, rest him, because say we've got a very big game coming up on Friday. Um, 
but yeah, man of the match for you, Kevin? I mean, yeah, Livramento was his usual um, brilliant self. And Walker Peters, you know, he had had a, a couple of bad games uh, as a left back, but he was, he was fantastic mm. for that match. Maka, I mean, didn't really have much work to do, did he? No, I mean, but he should have done better with that Saar one, but he made that good save from Ashley Fletcher. Yeah, I thought um, Salisu dealt with Saar, who's, I mean, he's the only real threat, really. Um, Josh King wasn't having a particularly good game. No. And yeah, Salisu um, stuck to him really well. But I'm going to give it to Che. Really? Mm. Mm. Yeah, okay. that goal, I think that, that that's going to be what he needs to get him back into his scoring form back. Well, he's got two this week, hasn't he? Yeah, <clears throat> and we haven't really talked a huge amount about Shea. But, um, yeah, the performances haven't been world-beaten, but, yeah, he's, he's delivered the goods. <laughs> Speaking of goods... <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't think I can give it to Armstrong or Adams because I felt they could have done so much more. Just well, Armstrong definitely could, but I think I think Adams was um, well, they had that. <clears throat> much more hard work. Yeah, <laughs> again, that's, I just think that's a poor judgment, to be honest. I'm I'm just taking them a, a, as a pair. See, and speaking of pairs, <laughs> oh goodness. Um, but yeah, I mean the back line I thought played well, and you can include Macker in this because he made a wonderful save, but. I mean, I guess you could make an argument for the whole defence because they were untroubled largely and did their job quietly. Uh, didn't didn't put a foot wrong, did they, any of them? So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to take one from there. Kyle Walker-Peters was great. Uh, Livermento was doing what he has been doing all season. Uh, Bednarik was quiet, but quietly went on about his business in a good good way. Um, it's kind of like the same thing you said with James Will Pratt. He's having a quiet game. You know, it's the same with, with, with Bednarik. He had, a, he had a quiet game, but... He did everything. He did everything well, but I'm going to give it to Salisu because I think he was just solid again. And you know, he always seems to be winning those important tackles. He puts himself in the right places, um, and he led the team again in tackles and interceptions, wow. do, doing doing so much. And, and I think most of it is going unnoticed, but I think he's he's improved massively over over the last few months. So yes, I'm going to give it to Mohamed Salisu. Yes, well, very well deserved. Yeah, the way the way he just track, tracks back on on the, on the counter, it just left them with with nothing to do. Yeah, you're right. It's just it's it's just been a, a solid defensive performance. You can see that that Rabs worked on that and shut that up quite a lot. Um, yeah. But moved to well, I say moved in the 14th place, two wins, five draws, and three losses. If only we had that someone that was clinical, um, then those results that get away from us could be turned. But fear not, if you're missing Danny Ings, then you only have to wait four more days because he returns to the South Coast. Speaking of Cox. <laughs> this is Klaus Lundekvam, and you are listening to In That Number. OK, we are back with Tim. Uh, Tim's here to discuss the Aston Villa game. Uh, so, Tim, how are you? You know, things are coming to a close. I'm leaving in a couple of days, heading to see you guys and heading to the UK, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, everything else is going pretty smooth. I'm actually technically working today, but. Speaking of smooth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll stop doing this. I promise. 
<laughs> we, we've been doing this all for Tim. It's just a recurring theme. Yeah, but anyway, Tim, thoughts on yesterday? Uh, honestly, it, I wouldn't say it was comfortable, but it definitely made uh, me feel that we can play better than the teams that we need to be better against than to not get relegated. So, uh, Che, Che, two, two and two, uh, like a ketchup bottle once he starts, uh, once he starts coming out, it just starts, uh, dropping goals left and right. Beyond that though, uh, consistent formation, smooth efforts out and outside of Ward, uh, Walker Peters' backside there, saving our, t- saving our tail literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, uh, it was a good, uh, it was a good game. We'll take it. Absolutely. So now we look ahead to Friday, the 5th of November, and Aston Villa at, at home. Uh, nickname of Aston Villa? The Villains. Yep, I'll take that one. Um, the Lions as well, I suppose. Yeah, the Lions. I've got the Villa, and I've got Claret and Blue Army. That's a shit one, but yeah. Um, uh, famous fans, anyone? Half of David Cameron. David Cameron, yeah. Prince William. Prince William, yeah, the Duke of Cambridge, to give us full title, yes. Come on, Tim, an American actor. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah, Kev got there just a little bit before you. I've also got Ozzy Osbourne and England ex-cricketer Ian Bell. But enough of that shit. So, Speaking Villa of then. Speaking of shit, Aston Villa at uh, the Danny Ings <laughs> homecoming. Uh, started so well. Uh, well, not, not him. I just mean Villa. Uh, and they've dipped somewhat. Actually, they sit one place below us. But, you know, as mentioned before, they play West Ham late afternoon. Um who knows how that one's going to play out, because I certainly don't. Uh, but how are those trophies working out for Danny Ings then, Tim? So, yeah, they're one point below us in the table right now. They they do have a game in hand, though, so we'll find out what happens when they play West Ham, who's honestly doing fantastic. So they're, they're playing today since we're casting here on a Sunday. Uh, nonetheless, they're not really doing too hot. Uh, he, Ings has taken up the goals in which Watkins was scoring last year, and so Watkins has been kind of just – ass the entire year I don't know I had him on my fantasy team at the beginning of it and realized what the hell was going on and then I realized that Ings was taking all his goals so he's trying he's making up the slack for the rest of the team and ultimately right now they're not looking too hot now do I think they'll get relegated no but uh some of their summer signings uh, including Leon Bailey and Emilio Buendia have not really kicked on so HITC7s, if you haven't yet, it's a great YouTube series. Please watch it. Uh, they, he was talking about how that Buendia is uh, one of the players that are used out of the position, which they're normally played in, and that has been affecting his game. So normally he, where he lines up on the right, um, they're having him line up more centrally, and that has been causing the issues. And so it's a great analysis that I found, I found, and look, take a look at that if you can. But beyond that, uh, the only injury that they really have right now is Bertrand Traore. Uh, he's been now with a thigh injury, and so will he be back against West Ham? Uh, that's today. I don't know, but I could definitely see him playing against us on Friday. Uh, beyond that, I want to give a shout-out to the American Indiana Vasilev, uh, who is currently on loan at Inter Milan, but had some game time with them last year. And he's a he's a fun character. If you ever watch him play, he's a bit squirrely out there. So Russian, Vasilyev. Uh, he's got he's got a uh, uh, Russian heritage. 
but and his his parents were huge fans of Indiana Jones, which is why he's named Indiana. That's weird. Indiana Vesuvius. Yeah, that, 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 that sounds great. That's got to be a first, doesn't it? There's only one in the world, surely. <laughs> yeah. So what is their formation? It looks all over the place. Uh, sometimes it's listed on paper as a three four one two. It's four two three one. A four three three. Uh, because they started last week against. Um, so they started last week against Arsenal with a 3-4-1-2. So they played three center backs at the back. Looking at that formation is kind of something to build off of. Uh, right now, uh, I don't think they'll run a 3-4-1-2. I think they'll put a 4-2-3-1. And the reason is, is Tunzabe was who's on loan from United, uh, played in that center, uh, center of the back three. I think they'll go just back to a flat back four or with Target, Kansa, Mings, and Matty Cash, the newest Polish citizen mm, out there. I saw that, man. Uh, then from there, Doug, we're looking at Douglas Louise, John McGinn, and Buendia. And then Watkins, Ings, and Bailey. I think they're going to go for Watkins, it. Watkins, Judas, uh, and Bailey. Yeah. Judas. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think they're going to go for it, and you'll look at uh, Jacob Ramsey, Bertrand Traore, and Ogazi as offensive subs to come on in. Uh, looking at that, and obviously Martinez in goal, which I which I forgot. And incidentally, speaking of um, Indiana Vasilev, Kev, do you know he was born in Georgia, Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> but uh, he, he's, he's Bulgarian descent, by the way. I've just looked him up, so uh, yeah, not Russian. Mm. Grandfather's oh, yeah, grandfather's from there. Yeah, uh Tim, I, I'm I'm really quite worried about this game, to be honest. Um I think I, I think I would have been more so if they hadn't have taken maximum points at Vicarage Road, but I just I don't know, I just sense a really, really tense atmosphere on Friday night. You're absolutely hundred percent correct. So on Guy Fox Day, November fifth, uh eight eight PM, return of Danny Ings. Uh there's a lot of hype going on for it. Uh, you can see it across the uh, the message boards. It's going to be a good one, and of course, it's going to be nervy. It's going to be uh, it's it's going to feel weird, but I'm really hoping for a good game. And I I think they're going to come out charging. I think they're gonna they're they're going to be hyped throughout the rest of the during the week, knowing that Ings is coming back and seeing that they've got seven points of their last nine going in. They've got some confidence. I like it. Um, it, it's going to be nerve wracking, but going into it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Fuck noise, mate. I mean, <laughs> I have no idea what to expect. Okay, well, um, sh- shall we go into predictions then? Yeah, go on then. Who wants to go first? Loads of people putting their hand up. Okay, well, I'll go first then. Uh, it's going to be a 1 1 draw. That's it. 1 1. And Danny Ings is going to score. If he's fit. I just have a. I, I said last week, I had this feeling he's going to get injured against West Ham. I still think that, but, you know, if he plays. He scores. And then we grab an equaliser. 1-1. Yeah. Does he celebrate? Gineppo scores as well, by the way. That's just that's a bold, bold one. Uh, does he celebrate? Uh, no. No. Does he cup his hands behind his ears? No, I think he kind of like run, I think he kind of runs over to to his teammates and he kind of like does the, you know, the, the down gesture with his hands. Just sort of like, calm it down a bit, calm it down a bit. But uh, he's smiling and he's happy. There you go. I see it. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Um, Tim, do you want to go next? Let Kev go last. Yeah, it's going to be 2-2. You're gonna, we're going to see one of the best games of the season so far. I really do. So I think it's going to be... Then. Yeah, it's going to be, atta- it's going to be attacking. Ings is like a 50% chance to score. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy to think about, but 
Uh, yeah, I'm going with 2-2. I think, I really do think we're going to come out swinging. I think they're going to come out swinging. I think it's going to be a super attacking game and it's going to be a lot of fun and you're going to see a lot of uh, cheers and a lot of boos and a lot of yelling and screaming and, and smack talk. And this is before the game. This is when Kevin uh, and you were in the pub. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, quick story. So I saw, I, I'm in, I live in North Carolina. I saw a Watford a fan, a guy running down the street with a Watford shirt on. Wow. And you don't even, I, you don't even see them in Hertfordshire. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I literally started chirping at him from my car, thinking, <laughs> telling him he's going to lose. Oh, you should have so I never thought I'd have that level of conversation here in North Carolina of all places. Mm. So I will hope that I don't eat my words mm. and I think it'll be a lot of, I do think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it'll be great. And, um, this coming week and yeah, so watch for loss, which is great. Perfect. If you do bump into any Aston Villa times, uh, fans between now and the, the time that you leave, you should definitely, uh, go up and say something. Yeah, give him a message from us, will ya? You can just say, from us. <laughs> if you want to know what I said, send me a message. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, Alex is going 2-1 Saints, by the way, so he's going for a Saints win. Um, Kevin, are you going for a, for a win or for a, oh, okay. or for a loss? I'm going for the same, going for a 2-1 Saints win, yeah. Nice. Um, and the wives, then. Uh, Gemma is going... She's going nil-nil. Yeah. She's so fucking he's pissed off good. right now, by the way, because... Um, she went against her grain of the of the um the nil nil in the cup, and of course it was a fucking draw, wasn't it? So she's angry at me now because, <laughs> yeah, I said to her when she said nil nil, I said this is Chelsea in the cup. Come on, it's not going to be a nil nil draw. She went all right, then three nil Chelsea, and then of course it was nil nil. No, it was one one. Sorry. So yeah, she's not happy. So she's gonna. She doesn't care who they're playing, whether it's bloody Man City at the Etihad, whether it's fucking Brazil from the seventies. She's going nil nil. <laughs> I don't care if he's Mohammed, I'm fucking out Bruce Lee. <laughs> exactly, yeah, she's going nil nil. Um time though. Oh I will, yeah, don't worry. She keeps saying nil nil, fair enough. But if she just hey, she might throw a curveball every now and then. Well, like this one. You never know. And then, yeah. then it will guaranteed to be nil nil. Um Verena yeah. is going for a two one win. Villa. Uh two Saints. Um, and what about Abby? Abby uh, is very pessimistic about this game. She's extremely nervous about it, and she does not think the Saints will win. It is 2-1 to Villa. Ooh. The only one who's taken a Villa win. Um, and Caitlin is going for 1-1, Kevin, which was the same as me. Yes. There you go. Yeah, Tim, that is about it. Thank you so much. Uh, it's going to be a good time. I can't wait to be back in Southampton all next week. Very excited. Taking the time and effort. If you see me with a Chicago flag, says Chicago Saints on it, please stop by and say hi. Would love to talk with and hear about your story where you're at. And it's been great being on this cast. And ultimately, it's going to be really fun being back in the environment that is St. Mary's. Oh yeah, I second that. Yeah, and just 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 to piggyback off of what Tim said, yeah, if you do want to meet us up, I say Kev and Tim are actually in the UK. This is the first time that all three of us have actually met and been together at the same time. So it's going to be a great great time for us. I'm really looking forward to it too, Tim. 
Um, but if you do want to meet us up, then contact us at, at some point. Send us an email. Send us whatever. You know how to contact us by now. Um, and then we'll um, we'll definitely meet up because we are going to be hitting a lot of fucking bars. That's that's for sure. Yeah, if you've got fuck all to do on a Friday afternoon, you best um, come join us. <laughs> Friday morning, actually, probably like ten, ten thirty. Yeah, probably. Uh, we're doing college football tailgating level, uh, and starting from there. Nah, you, you have yep. to follow the British rules. Um, you, you can't drink a drop <laughs> of alcohol before 12 o'clock, otherwise uh, that makes you an alcoholic. Ah. Uh, it's 5 o'clock somewhere, though. Oh, right. Somewhere. Yeah, that's true. I just could do it off of uh, Moscow time. Kev's on Moscow time. We can drink all, all, all around the club. Yeah. And, and, and my wife just said, no, uh, not college level football drunk. Uh, you can't do that. No, no. We, 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 we do, we do have to watch. Yes, we do have to enjoy the game. It's going to be wonderful. Uh, it's going to be a great time, but can't wait to see everybody and go Saints. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Cheers, Tim. Up, Up the Saints. Okay, extra time segment then, Kevin. Um, predictions then, yeah. Uh, Chelsea game. I went 2-0 Chelsea. Tim went 3-1 Chelsea. Alex went 3-0 Chelsea. Kev, what did you go for? Uh, I can't remember. Could you remind me? You went 1-1. But, of course, they lost 4-3. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Not even that. No, you got it spot on, Kev. Well done. That was a really, really good one to pick. That's probably one of the best results ever, because who would have predicted that, right? Apart from you. Um, that's excellent, Kev. Well done. Five points. Brilliant stuff. Um, and Watford, I went 2-1 Saints. Uh, what did you go, Kev? You went a draw. Mm. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, Tim also went a draw, and Alex went for a Watford win, so I was the only one who picked up points there, just so you know. Um, so the points after Watford, then. Alex is on four. Tim is on eight. I am on 13, but you are pulling away, Kevin, on 20 with those five points. Oh. So brilliant stuff, mate. Well done. Uh, wife Wars? Uh, yes, yeah, not looking particularly good for uh, the wives. Um, not many correct results. Uh, only just Abby and Caitlin both predicted a Saints win against Watford. Uh, nobody got a draw against Chelsea. Uh, uh, yeah, Gemma and Marina scored nothing, uh, which means that uh, yeah, Abby and Caitlin on ten, Gemma on ten, and Marina on thirteen. So it's very closer. It is close. Uh... Super six, Kevin. Round 17 was won by Ben Wyatt with 11 points, and Colin Carter still has the overall lead on 157 smackers. Fantasy football. Um, yeah, my fantasy team, absolutely shocking. I've decided um, to be uh, consistent and just captain Salah every week because it's, it's just too difficult if you don't do it. But that uh, all right for me. 35 points this week. That's, that's not good. I've still got a couple of players, though. Aaron Cresswell, uh, Rafinha and the like, and uh, the Wolves goalkeeper. How's your team looking? Exactly the same, mate. Um, well, I'm doing worse, though. I've got 28 points, but I say exactly the same because I've got Cresswell and Rafinha, if he's if he's there, and I've got Judas still to play. And you kept Judas in? I did, yeah. I thought, why not? Um, but my bench has killed me this week because I've got Gallagher on the bench, and he's called 13. Um, but then if Rafinha doesn't play because he's got a question mark of 75% chance of playing today, then then Gallagher will come in. I also had Wan-Bissaka on the bench, and he scored me seven, whereas Ruben Diaz scored me one. So that pissed me off. Because, I mean, why would you put a Man United defender in after what they did last week, yeah. right? And playing Tottenham away, I think you got more a chance of Diaz and uh, Creswell to score points. So that was my decision, and it was a wrong one. So, yeah, 28 points. Yeah, um, 
and results like that mean that we're both languishing um, in the doldrums of both our Podders League, which is topped still by Oliver Boast, although Freddie's catching up, and the the big in that number podcast league, uh, where I am 65th, and you're 49th. Oh, wow, every cloud. Uh, yeah, Alex has to do about that. Good stuff. Well done. Yeah, the moment David Phillips uh, tops the league with why me, why not? Uh, and then we've got uh, Sadam Melosovic's Sunderland and Bobby Brown's Magical Change rounding off the top three there. Uh, Russian phrase this week, Kevin. Okay, I've got an easy Russian phrase for you this week. Anatomia Chir. Anatomia Chir. Um, guess what that means? Chase yeah. me. Russian's easy when you know how. Okay. Uh, if you want to buy us a coffee, you can head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. Um, if you would like to go to manscaped.com as well and get 20% off your purchase, then use the code ITN20 at the checkout. Next week, we will discuss Aston Villa um, as we head into November and we will give our player and goal of the month for October 2. Up the Manscaped shavers. <laughs> Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Podcast Network. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7.